0: You're listening to the Wisdom Within podcast, a journey into vulnerability, authenticity, and trusting your intuition. My name is Zoe, and my greatest passion is to support people in uncovering and celebrating who they really are. I believe the world will be a better place when we stop being other people and start being ourselves. Join me here for reflections, conversations, and guidance all with the goal of helping you to place ultimate trust in who you are, where you are going, and why you are here. It's time to return to yourself. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Wisdom Within podcast I am Zoe Grayman, intuitive coach and clairvoyant energy healer, and I am here to share this space with you, to support you on this sacred and magical journey back home to yourself. If this is your first time joining me here on the podcast, welcome. I am so freaking thrilled to have you and to welcome you to this community. Thank you for being here. And if you have been listening for a while, welcome back. You already know that I love you and that I am so grateful to share this space with you every time we come together. This is a special solo episode um, and I'll you'll hear later in the podcast, but today is my 29th birthday. And so, I wanted to take some time to share some reflections from the last 365 days, the last 60 or so uh, days, especially, in hopes that some of my learnings might support you in your own journeys, in your own trips around the sun. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to talk a bit about my intuitive energy readings. I have had so much fun with these sliding scale readings for the month of May. I have gotten to meet and share space and see so many of you, and it has totally filled up my heart and my cup in a way that I never could have anticipated. It is such a joy and a blessing to be able to see you as your highest self. That's what I do in these readings is I tap into the energy of your highest self and I'm able to look at you and see you from the truth of who you really are before all the other junk got in the way and help you clear that junk out of your space. And it's such a gift to be able to offer this work and it's supportive for me, too, watching the, the learning and the growth that happens with every person that I get to share this with. So all that to say, I've enjoyed these so much that I've decided to continue sliding scale sessions through the month of June. So if you were considering a session, but were not able to book one for whatever reason in the month of May, you now have another opportunity to do so. I have opened up my books, my schedule for the month of June. And if you're interested in booking a session, I will link in the show notes below to my scheduling page where you can do so. You can also book through Instagram if you are connected with me there. And I just look forward to continuing to do more of these and meet more of you face to face and just share and exchange energy in this way. My Monday morning guided meditations on Instagram Live are still going strong. I originally started these with the intent of doing them during this quarantine period. And even though the world is beginning to open up again and restrictions are being lifted, I'm still feeling called to continue doing these every Monday morning. I'm having a lot of fun with them, and I hope that you're finding them supportive. If you haven't checked them out yet or if you're not yet connected with me on Instagram, I highly recommend finding me over there. That is where I share most everything that is going on with me and ways to work together and little stories and... you. I mean, you know what Instagram is for. So I would love to see you over there. I go live every Monday morning at 9 a.m. PST for a brief guided meditation. It's usually about 15 minutes or so just to start your week off from a grounded and centered place. And if you can't catch them live, I'm saving all of them to my Instagram profile on IGTV so you can catch them at a later time whenever best suits you and your schedule. I am also toying with the idea of hosting a workshop of some sort about integration, reintegration of what we all have learned and experienced during this quarantine time and integrating that as we move forward into whatever the future holds. It is something that I'm feeling really called to do because. For me, and I know for many others that I've spoken to, this has been such a potent time of learning, and I don't want to see it go to waste. I want to ensure that we can all reflect on it and incorporate the things that we have learned as much as possible so that we don't forget what has come through for us during this great pause. So if that is something you'd be interested in, I'd love to hear from you. And definitely connect with me on Instagram, stay tuned uh, for more information on that. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Today is my 29th birthday, a solar return, and... I wanted to take some time to just reflect on the last year and <laughs> really the last few months, especially. It's so interesting how time can punctuate our experience and give us opportunities to look back on where we've been and how far we've come and everything that has changed because I don't know about you, but for me, so much has changed in the last year, in the last three months. The whole world is different and my world is different, but it is beautiful differences, growing, challenging, eye-opening, miraculous, in many ways, differences. And I'm just feeling so grateful to be alive, to be here on planet Earth with all of you in this what feels to be a really important time to be a human being. And I don't take that lightly. I don't take that for granted. I recognize that something very important is happening here, and I feel the reflection of it in my own life. So I wanted to devote this episode, this solo episode, just to sharing a bit about what I've learned, what's come up for me and what I'm anticipating moving forward. So first I just want to touch on reintegration back into quote unquote normal life now that many of the restrictions on quarantine and social distancing are being lifted nationwide. I went on my first non-grocery store errand the other day. And I could feel the energy. Once I left my house and left my street and went out into the main drag, I could feel the shift in the energy. There were more cars on the road more people around. And it became evident to me very quickly that this reintroduction, this reintegration is going to be its own whole adjustment period. Being told to stay home and get accustomed to, you know, our our inner world, somehow, that to me felt easier than moving back out into normal life, what does that look like? It certainly feels like a lot at once, and I recognize that it will be a lot for my nervous system to handle. And if you are an empath or a highly sensitive person in any way, you likely know what I'm talking about, that you can sort of feel the energy of the collective, and it's reaching just this – it's reaching towards a higher pitch, a higher frequency – And It's taking my body and my mind and my heart some time to adjust. On the one hand, I'm so grateful that I'll be able to resume some of my regular activities, most of all being able to see my friends' faces in person, even if it's from a few feet away, being able to Go for hikes or walks in parks outside and enjoy nature in more public places. Those things I'm looking forward to. But there is a piece of me that is mourning a bit, that is in a bit of grief about this whole thing ending. Because for me, it has been this giant cosmic permission slip to just slow the F down to slow down and focus on my internal experience. So much, so much has come up for me in the last two and a half months, three months to heal. Old patterns, beliefs, thoughts, things that have kept me stuck or small, they have surfaced in a way during this quarantine where I can't avoid them or ignore them or look away from them and I feel that this has been an invitation to sit with them and look at them and I really accepted this invitation and have taken a lot of time to reflect and just sit with my emotions and sit with things that are coming up for me around my relationships or my career or my relationship with myself, with my body. There's been so many lessons and I'm grateful for all of them. They've been challenging, but they've been so needed. And I don't think that without this great pause that I would have been able to address and heal them uh, so quickly and in such a large number of them, it just feels like the universe knew that this was a reset that many of us needed and that we weren't going to take ourselves. And so it was forced upon us. I don't know if you feel similarly. I know some of my friends that I've talked to feel this way as well. The reprieve from the outside pressure of expectations being expected to be a certain place at a certain time, being expected to do and produce and hustle and just be constantly moving. My body, my soul really needed a break from that. I did not realize how much I needed a break from that until I got it. And now realizing that that is starting to creep back in has me a little uneasy and it's testing my newfound abilities to commit to creating spaciousness for myself but I'm feeling confident in the knowing that uh, what I've learned over the last couple months will support me as I move forward because I'm really resolving to not return to that really uh, I mean it's a really masculine energy place that I have lived most of my life in and masculine energy is the the doing sort of part of ourselves whereas the feminine energy tends to be more of the being and receiving masculine is going out and doing and building and and while that that gets us far in life it's certainly a very very needed aspect of who we are i've relied on it so heavily for the majority of my life that i was just burning out and again i didn't know just how burnt out i was until i had the opportunity to pause and Like not set an alarm in the morning when I wake up and I took like a couple of naps, which I haven't done in years. I mean, I probably could have, should have taken more naps during the time, but... That's another thing, too. I don't know if you're experiencing this as well, but even even with the resting, I have found that sort of old perfectionist voice coming in and telling me, like, well, you're not resting enough. You're not resting well enough. You need to rest more. You need to be using this time wisely. Even if you're not going to be doing, creating, building in all of the moments of this time, the times that you're resting, you need to rest as well as you can. And it just gave me such a clear insight into how loud that voice is uh, in my world and in my head. And it gave me such ample opportunity to sit with it and challenge it and recognize that I actually get so much more done when I am not forcing or pushing through to accomplish a task when I'm really too tired to be doing it or when I'm not in the mental space to be doing it. And by honoring what my body is asking me for, so resting in the moments when my body is saying, hey, I really need to rest. Like we can't do, we can't record this podcast right now. We can't work on XYZ project right now. We need to rest. I find that when I honor that, I come back with renewed energy and excitement about doing the task that before had seemed difficult or daunting or that I had to force and then coming at it with renewed energy it's imbued with that it's imbued with that energy right when energy doesn't lie you can feel when something is forced or pushed or a struggle and in that way like I've gotten everything done that I've wanted to get done and more I've had much more spaciousness for creative ideas to come in to be in flow for fun. And that has ironically made me far more productive when it comes to the things that, I, that are actually on my to-do list. So that's been probably the biggest lesson for me in this experience is the power of rest and how rest is a part of the work. It is not the antithesis of work. It is one of the most important pieces of it. And if we want to be truly successful and embodying our highest best selves that means honoring our needs and taking care of ourselves first and honoring our needs means honoring when we need to rest so I'm committing to continuing to listen to my body in that way, to honoring rest even as the world comes back online and there are other things outside of me, outside of my house that are demanding my attention and moving towards them and through them with more ease and patience and lightness and allowance rather than forcing and pushing and straining and I don't know about you, but another piece of this quarantine experience that I thoroughly enjoyed was the death of FOMO, the total death of the fear of missing out. It's something that I've experienced many times in my life. It's not a great feeling. And again, it often comes up when, when I would try to honor rest, when I would recognize that I was tired, but I didn't want to miss out on the thing. And so I would force myself to do it with competing um, priorities, competing opportunities and activities and events going on, it could feel like I was pulled in many directions at once. And so having a break from that for a couple of months has been really wonderful. And given that the landscape of many public events and you know music events and all that sort of thing that I would normally attend, given that many of those are canceled for the rest of the year, um, there will certainly be less FOMO, I think, than um, prior to COVID-19. But it's I can already feel it in my field starting to creep back in. So it's really about focusing in on the awareness that you have of your experience. And recognizing what is yours versus what is the collective's. Like, what is my... Pressure to get something done? What is my interest in participating in something? And what is just energy from outside of me that I'm picking up on because I'm empathic, because I'm sensitive, because I'm intuitive? And if you can move through, you know, this world as we are starting to reopen and try to tap into that every once in a while, if you feel yourself beginning to feel a little frazzled or pulled in many directions or just kind of that that more frantic, anxious energy um, beginning to return, I would recommend just pausing and tuning into yourself, maybe closing your eyes, maybe putting your hands over your heart and just asking, is this mine? Is this mine? And listening for the answer. Because if it's not yours, well, that means that you don't have to listen to it. You can drop it. You can tune into what is yours. For me, this quarantine period has been not only an opportunity to reconnect with myself, but for me, it's been a beautiful opportunity to reconnect with my family. I've been quarantined with my parents and my younger brother, who is visiting from San Francisco, and this is the longest that the four of us have been under the same roof In probably 12 years since I graduated high school and it's been really beautiful to be able to spend more time with them to spend quality time with them we've been having movie nights and going for walks and kind of reminiscing and talking about memories from earlier on in life so it's been beautiful and it's also been challenging Because I'm sure as many of you know, there's a a quote from Ram Dass that I really love, which is, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. So if anyone in our lives knows how to trigger us, it is those that are closest to us. It is those that have known us our whole life. That is our family. So there were certainly some confronting, challenging moments. But again, it was an opportunity given to me to heal those things and to see them from a fresh perspective, these old patterns that I fall into with my family and see them from where I am now in present time with all that I know, all of the tools that I have, all the healing that I've done, and to have much greater clarity into what holds me back, what I want to free myself from, how I want to move differently through the world. So while I welcome more movement and more ability to get out of my house and see my friends and all of that, I will miss this sacred time that I've had with my family. And I hope that we'll be able to, that all of us will be able to tap into the goodness of what we have cultivated during this time. I've reconnected with more old friends in the last couple of months that I ha- than I have in the last few years because Zoom and seeing people on video calls or phone calls because it became the only way to make contact it became, I don't know, it just came into my field more where that I had more interest and more time and more um, excitement to talk to people that I hadn't talked to in a while and that was another gift as well. I hope that we can bring forward what we have learned about connection and about our relationships with other people and that they are never to be taken for granted or taken taken lightly, I certainly will not take for granted hugs from my friends ever again or the ability to go to a an event, a music festival, Burning Man, I'm never, <laughs> never going to take any of that for granted again. And I'm grateful for this challenging and confronting opportunity to learn that lesson. So it's a weird, it's a weird time, period. We all know that. And it's a weird time to have a birthday. If you listening have had a birthday in since March, you know what I'm talking about. And it has likely forced you to have to celebrate in different ways than maybe you have in years prior. And for me, my birthday being on this cusp of the world sort of waking back up and coming back online, it feels extra weird. (laughs) The semblance of normalcy beginning to return, but this draw to still be safe at home, retreating, finding myself at this juncture, it feels like I'm on the precipice. I always feel that a birthday, the beginning of a new year, a solar return is the precipice of something new, a new beginning. But now that it is imbued with all of the happenings on the global scale, it feels that much more potent and that much more significant. It really feels like the turning of a leaf, the turning of a page, a next chapter. And I'm really excited. I am I feel in my body, I feel some fear in my chest, but fear is just excitement without the breath. And when I breathe into it, I'm able to recognize that this is really excitement. It's anticipation. It's a knowing that there are some pretty magical things in store. There are already magical things happening and there are more on their way to come. This time also marks the near completion of my year-long coaching certification program. It started the day after my birthday last year in 2019, and it is wrapping up next week. And it's hard to believe it has been such a growth experience, such a healing, growing, learning, magical, important experience. And with this coming to a close with quarantine coming to a close and with my 28th year of life coming to a close all really in the same span of a few days yeah it feels it feels good it feels important it feels significant i'm so excited to to see what comes next and to continue to share my work with you all to share learnings, lessons, magic, wisdom, community, all of it. I'm just so excited to share all of it with you moving forward. I want to share with you all a few of the main lessons and takeaways that I have had from my last year on Earth. And the first of which is this idea of releasing the how. It's the title of the second episode of this podcast, and it is an energetic, an idea that has been really prominent for me. In the last 365 days. It's this idea that we are meant to place our energy and attention on the what and the why behind everything that we do. Focus in on where we are going, but we are not meant to control every little detail of the how of how we get there, how we will arrive there. This is where we get to allow the universe to come in and surprise us. When we release our control or our perceived control, because we never really had control, let's be honest. When we release our perceived control of the how, then the universe can come in and surprise us and deliver us a path a journey more magical and more synchronistic than anything we could have planned for ourselves. This has been a huge lesson for me. And by inviting the how to reveal itself rather than trying to force it or create it myself, so much more opportunity and beauty has come my way. The second idea I want to share is that you are not your mind. You are not your mind. This is a learning that has developed for me over the last three years or so since I started meditating. Meditation was the real introduction to the reality of this concept. You are not your mind. You are the awareness that is witnessing what is going on in your mind. And the more space that you can create between you and your thoughts through things like meditation, the more ease and flow you will be able to allow into your life. Because when you can create space and watch the contents of your mind kind of float by like clouds, you don't have to get attached to its patterns and its tricks and its usual circles and routes that it likes to go down. You're able to recognize with this spaciousness that the mind is just doing what a mind does. It is meant to keep spinning in circles and to go down familiar thought patterns. So it is not something to fight, but it is rather something to recognize and understand and allow and simply not become attached to it. If you are curious about starting a meditation practice and if you'd like some support in that, I offer weekly guided meditations every Monday morning live on Instagram and I save each of those videos to my profile so that you can go back and listen to them at any time. That's how I got started with meditation was through guided meditations. It's a beautiful entryway into this world, into beginning to create this spaciousness between you and your thoughts. And man, if it isn't just a freeing feeling to not feel at the whim of every thought that comes along with an emotion, to be sort of pulled um, from every angle by By different thoughts it's not a good feeling and as soon as you're freed from that it is well it's a constant journey I can't say that I've 100% freed myself from my thoughts and I don't necessarily think that that is the goal but it's creating more of that spaciousness more of that room for you to inhabit your awareness rather than whatever's going on in your mind Lesson number three is that trust is a muscle. It's a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. The more you tap into trust, allow yourself to trust, the more you will recognize this as something that you can do in the future. And over time, it will become automatic. Trusting yourself in every moment of your day and in every thing that you are doing will become the default. So use every moment that you can as an opportunity to flex and strengthen this trust muscle. And there are bonus points for doing this when the heavy lifting, when the work that you are doing with this trust is especially heavy and difficult. Those are the times, if we can maintain trust in those more difficult, more challenging times, that is where the growth really happens. That is where we begin to show ourselves and show our minds that, hey, I I can be trusted. I can be trusted in this. Lesson number four is to give people the opportunity to show up for you. When we go through our journeys and our lives and we decide that we must do everything ourselves, we are Not only making things more difficult for ourselves, but we are robbing those who love us of the opportunity to step up and support us. The chances that you get to help those you love is probably one of the greatest joys of your life. Is it not fulfilling and rewarding and enriching to be able to support someone you love in a time of need? Don't you feel stronger, more energized, more connected to that person. The same is when the tables are turned. Don't deny those who love you in your life the opportunity to support you because it is support that goes both ways. They are able to receive that sense of connection and satisfaction and meaning when they support you and you are able to not be alone in whatever it is that you're going through we are so much stronger when we are together when we are able to rely on the people in our lives and this has come through for me so so strongly in the last year specifically in my coaching certification program i've been in a cohort with 19 other incredible incredible humans and coaches and It's a challenging curriculum. It's challenging work that we have been asked to do over the last year. And being able to lean on each other and share ideas and just support one another has made all the difference. I don't know that I would have been able to get through this year without them. So allow the people who love you to support you. Lesson number five. This is a big one. Listen to your body. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. Listen to your body. Your body knows what it is doing. Your body has infinite intelligence and wisdom beyond what our minds could ever comprehend. And our bodies are always talking to us. But so often we let our logical mind take over right? Especially in regards to food. What should I eat today? How much should I eat? I should exercise today. I should do XYZ today. But your body knows better than your mind does. So can you give it the opportunity to give you your answers, to share its wisdom, to let you know what it needs? Our bodies are designed to allow us to thrive we have to stop getting in their way of their job, of their ability to support us. So don't overrule your body with your rational mind. Allow your body to speak to you. And that trust piece comes in again here. Trust what you hear. Trust what it, was, what it is saying to you. And then take action on that life is so much easier so much more beautiful when you are in harmony with this sacred vessel that carries you through the world it's time that we show our bodies more respect it's time that we pay our bodies more attention it's time that we trust our bodies more lesson number six is feel your feelings allow yourself to feel your feelings we have to feel our feelings Is there anything more healing than a good cry when you really needed it? Just allowing yourself to release and allow emotions to move through you. Emotions are energy. Just like everything else, they are just energy. They come in waves and they need to be expressed. They need to be felt in order to move through you. Otherwise, they get stuck. They get stuck and lodged in our system and they bog down the flow of energy through our bodies. Bottling up our emotions creates this toxic buildup in our physical body and in our energetic, psychic anatomy. Feelings are meant to be felt. It is literally in the name. <laughs> they are such important and vital sources of information about our lives. Yet it can be really difficult to allow ourselves to go to those often uncomfortable places that feeling our feelings want to take us. But the more that we can surrender to our emotions, the more easily and effortlessly we can move through them to what's on the other side. And when we move through them and allow them to be felt, we don't have to carry them with us. We don't have to carry that blocked, stuck energy with us into whatever we're doing. We can move on with our day. We can move on with our lives. They are waves. We have to just just ride them and understand that they will come and go, that they are all temporary and that they all need to be felt and to move through us in order to maintain physical, emotional, mental health and well-being. And also to get important information. Again, our emotions tell us so much about what is good for us, what is not, what is working for us, what we enjoy, what we love, what we don't. And if we're not paying attention to the information we get from our emotions, we are missing out on so much learning that we can have about ourselves and about our experience in life. Lesson number seven is that vulnerability is courage. It is strength. Allowing ourselves to be seen for who we really are is a scary thing. And so much of our society tells us that Vulnerability is weakness and that if we have imperfections that we are wrong in some way. And so we have to do everything that we can to cover them up. Being vulnerable has the potential to open us up to criticism and judgment and heartache. And that is scary. But the alternative is much more frightening, which is a life governed by fear. Fear that keeps us small and quiet and prevents us from fulfilling our full potential. When we are vulnerable, when we share what is happening for us, when we share and speak our minds and speak our truth, we are inviting other people to meet us where we are at. And in this way, we can forge more meaningful, more authentic, more genuine connections with other people. We can see ourselves in others this is where the bonds of human life come in is being able to see yourself in another. And if we're all walking around pretending we're perfect all day long, we're missing out on being real with each other. We're missing out on the gifts that each of us have to bring from our own perfect imperfections. So please, I implore you, be vulnerable. Be willing to be vulnerable. I know it is uncomfortable, but that uncomfortability is temporary and it will pass and you will find that the right people the right support system will come into your life in response to that because it will match who you really are and where you really are rather than some ingenuine is that a word disingenuous image that you are putting forth to the world vulnerability is courage I don't think this podcast would be very good at all or worth listening to at all if I didn't have the willingness to be vulnerable and share what's on my heart and to share what's really happening for me. Otherwise, it would just be like, here's another girl just pretending to be perfect and thinking she has all the answers. And I'm not, and I don't. And that's part of the beauty of it. We're all learning. This is a learning journey. You're not supposed to have all of the answers, you are not supposed to be perfect. You are perfect in your imperfections and in your vulnerability and in showing who you really are. The last word of wisdom or piece of learning that I want to share with you is that your journey is your own. It is not meant to look like anyone else's. There is no one else in the world outside of you that has your answers or that knows better than you do what it is that you need or that you want. Again, the trust is the through line through all of this. This is where the trust comes in. Trusting your intuition, trusting your knowing, your inner wisdom within, trusting yourself, and having the courage to follow your own path because your journey is your own. You do not have to carry with you any of the pictures that other people have of who you are or what your life should look like you do not have to carry those with you they only weigh you down and keep you from creating and living from a place that is true to your heart to your soul to your spirit we are all on different paths our journeys are not meant to be identical have the courage to be you Know that the best thing you can ever do for yourself is honor what is true for you. Even when others in your life may not understand or approve of it. That's okay. That's their journey that they are on. And it has nothing to do with you. You can drop anything that isn't yours. You do not have to live into... These pictures and ideas of who you're supposed to be, you don't have to follow the shoulds and the supposed tos of society, of your family, of friends, of anyone else in your life who thinks that they know better than you do about who you are. Because they don't. They never will. No one knows better than you do. So trust yourself. Trust yourself, trust your knowing, and know that you can release what does not serve you. And if that is something that you'd like some support in, that is my my whole thing, <laughs> is supporting you to return back to yourself to drop anything that isn't yours so that you can live with your own energy and what feels good for you so that you can find clarity and alignment with who you really really are, where you're going, who you want to be, what you want your life to look like, so that you can have your own answers free of other people's judgment or criticism or ideas of what it should look like. That is That is my purpose in this world, is to support you in coming back to yourself. And nothing brings me greater joy, greater fulfillment, greater satisfaction, greater insight than this work. And as I move forward into year 29, I can't wait to... Lean into it, into this work even more. I cannot wait to support you even more fully in your own journey. And I can't wait to see what this next trip around the sun has in store for me, for you, for all of us. What a wild ride. I'm so grateful and happy to be here. I'm so grateful and happy that you are here with me for this ride. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your energy with me. I feel it. I feel you. I see you. I appreciate you. I love you. We are in this whole thing together. So as the world begins to open back up, please be gentle with yourselves. Be gentle as you go forward and come back into the world. You are a living, breathing thing, a home to a life. Be gentle and kind and patient with yourself and trust yourself. Trust your path. Trust your journey. Surrender where you can. Find some ease and spaciousness for yourself so that you can make room for your journey, for what wants to come through, for what is ready to come through for you. You deserve to live your most aligned, abundant, fulfilled, beautiful life. Believe that, know that, and move forward with that in your heart. I certainly will be holding that in my heart for you as well. Thank you so much for being here, for tuning in again this week. I will be back in two weeks with another interview. I cannot wait to share it with you. Until then, be well, be gentle with yourselves, be loving with yourselves, and I will talk to you soon.